Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Thrill to Read On. You may have noticed I missed a week after my grand re-entrance, and that's because God and illness both slam-dunked me in the trash. So, I'm over it now, and I'm back on schedule. So, let's begin. Chapter 24 It seemed the Dessen hadn't ventured far from the gateway to their colony. The time spent from their meeting to the hidden entrance was only a few minutes. Shifting the large leaves from the ground, the alien guards revealed a hole big enough for a man leading down an incline deep into the earth. As the Dessen began slithering through, the devices they carried called out for the group to follow. Hunching down, they slid down the earthen shaft one by one, bow going last. The borrowed path was steep, and he slid smoothly on the loose, dark soil. As he went further, the muted light overhead became nothing more than a pinpoint. Slipping lower into the darkness, a yellow artificial light began to glow below. Nearing the end, he saw the silhouettes of the others waiting for him. Landing on his feet, metal plating rang out as his boots met the ground. Iron supports surrounded them, bound and covered with organic excretions. The insectoid guides were conversing with the other Dessen in front of a large porthole. Motioning towards Czech, the alien safeguarding the true entrance seemed agitated, their antenna waving frantically and wildly while their mandibles moved erratically. Having come to some kind of compromise, the porthole was opened and they were quickly ushered through. Trailing in after them, the additional Dessen raised their weapons and kept them level, intently watching Czech. The years of war against their oppressors would not be forgotten even against a deserter, it seemed. Inside was a massive limestone cavern reaching high up into the air. Alien bugs patrolled the walls and skittered about the roughly carved streets. The place was lit by amber lights decorating each street corner. All around were makeshift rooms and low structures made from the natural rocks, steel, and the brittle mixture Bo saw gluing the supports together earlier. Dessen passing by greeted their escorts and eyed the fleshy convoy, their feelings toward the group unreadable. Incapable of expressions, the aliens were impossible to comprehend without their bizarre communicators. Along the path were racks of gruba, the beetles stripped of their shells, the gunky strips hanging raw. Glittering underneath the racks were the hollow exoskeletons, decorated and marked with excellent craftsmanship. Bo hoped that the disgusting-looking chunks dangling weren't the only sources of greed. The sight erased any appetite from his stomach, and he doubted even Jenna would eat it. On second thought, he realized, no, she probably would. Coming to the end of the path, they were ushered into a small dome structure made of organic spittle. Stepping inside, it was revealed that the room stretched downward, branching off away with many tunnels. Being led on, the guides took them down one of the channels, the lights dimming as they reached a modest chamber. A simple table decorated the room, and behind it waited a partially coiled dessin, much larger than the rest. Exchanging with each other, the giant bug took an orb from one of the guards. Welcome, enemies of Kana, to our home. This one is known as Kilobesh. The hive tells me you brought death to the space station that threatened our world. For this, you have our thanks and our permission to stay, though we have little to offer, the enormous bug said. Taking leadership, Bo introduced the companions by name before speaking out. Thank you for your hospitality, but we can't stay here. I am afraid you have no choice. A plague has claimed more than half of our hive, and our spaceport is lost, Kilobesh told him. The man's hope deflated, and he could feel Quint sink into a despaired hunch next to him. 
This plague, does it change your kind? Hansen asked. With the question, the hunter suspected they already knew the answer. Yes, the sickness was created by the Kana, a disease that turns the hive onto itself. When the station appeared in our orbit, our spies intercepted several transmissions, SOSs, and many encoded communications. Distracted as we were by the sudden arrival, we failed to notice that several craft landed on our planet, delivering beasts of flesh and metal. Many of the hive fell to the disease they spread, and we were forced to seal off the infected, the Delson answered. It can't be here, too, the doctor whispered in disbelief. After the outbreak, we deciphered many of the transmissions from the station and learned the true nature of the disease. A doctor of the crew sent these creatures to us and warped to carry a second strain to the Kana Empire. This human had created a second strain that does not create beasts, but changes beings to Kana. We have not been able to warn Brother Hives or the Queen in time, and for this we fail, Kalebish continued. This doctor who did this, did you find out what their name was? Hansen asked. A human reference to be one called Dr. Hanley. The alien leader replied. Bo shook his head, the true role of the twisted scientist at their recruitment falling into place. Her human form with bird-like features and her sadistic joy for killing seemed to match the story. Unleashing the applicators to this fringe planet was as meaningless as blowing the head off the female-bound cantor from before. Even if there was a destined colony here, the Empire had nothing to gain by wiping it out. Dr. Hanley had spread HG-00 just to cause chaos. Hansen's face fell. Hanley, he whispered to himself. I would never have suspected Nora capable of something like this. Is there any way we could get to the spaceport? Quint asked. Kilobesh regarded the medic. No, young human, there is no way but through the disease. All ships have been dismantled by the beasts, and we are too far from any other hives. We have no allies to call upon. Those we have made contact with do not wish to become involved, lest they invoke the wrath of the Khanate Empire. There is no escape from Rashadah. What if we had a ship to contact? Bo asked. Then we will allow you to our communications if you aid us in our departure as well, Kilobesh stated. As the Desen spoke, a second crawled in, wiggling its antenna in excitement. Ken Besh tells me a second shuttle has landed in the spaceport. Is this an ally? The bug asked the group. Shock knocked against him. Another shuttle? The only other shuttle that it could be was the one Owen stole. Why hadn't she warped away from the planet? No, I don't think we can call that pilot a friend, Bo said. Tilting its rounded head, Kilobesh communicated. Then we shall be wary. You must rest now, warm bloods, and we will devise this plan. I see you have wounded. You may leave her in our care. A Desen skittered forward, extending its three pairs of arms, and reluctantly the man handed the barely conscious Jenna over. She barely stirred as she was taken, her lids half closed and mouth a thin slit. In her hands, she still held the ruined helmet. Take care of her he said. We will give her our best care, human, Kilobish said. You will be shown to your quarters. Feel free to explore our home, but we insist you do not leave the hive. 
Walking from the desert chamber, they were led back to the surface of the subterranean city. Ahead, Bo could see the bug who had taken Jenna, tenderly carrying her into a shack. Making a mental note, he told himself he would check on her after making contact with Side. A block from the shack, they came to a stop in front of one of the small domed buildings made of stone and hardened excretions. Here is where you may stay, the guide said. Please remember to stay within hive boundaries and do not venture too close to the quarantine zone. With that, the alien scuttled away to carry out its other duties. Stepping inside, Bo had to duck his head slightly to avoid the low ceiling, but it was nothing compared to the stance Hess had to take. Along the walls were divots filled with foliage from the jungle above, pillowing the rough surface of the cavern floor. The bling crouched onto one of the piles of bedding and collapsed, falling asleep quickly. Chek sat in the spot next to her and removed his helmet as Dr. Hansen settled down across from the two aliens. Quint lingered in the doorway before settling down in his own corner away from the others. While he felt drained of energy, Bo felt restless and jittery. Leaving them, he announced, I'm going to find the communications and see if I can make contact with my ship. They bid him farewell as he left the group behind. He had to do right by his new friends and get in touch with the rabbit hole. With any luck, the grouchy droid would answer. Thank you for joining me once again for another episode of The Three-Tiered Eye. Metanoia, as well as the theme of the podcast, are both by myself. And you can find more of my work at pain-sylvan.squarespace.com, where you can find links to all my other books. I'm sure you can tell, and I mentioned at the beginning, I'm a little under the weather. Uh, I'm still calling through God's trash can that's labeled congestion and head flu, or head cold, or whatever he's decided to punish me with. And I'm just probably going to go do a couple shots of whiskey and Dayquil and just see where I go from there. If I can wake up tomorrow, it'll be a miracle. But while I'm in a coma of alcohol and medicine, uh, you can check out uh, my other podcast that I do with two friends called The Bird Room, where we're very vulgar and we're very naughty and we say very dirty things. And in the meantime, if you want, you can just check out my other books, too. I have four others, and I have at least another three on the way this year. I'm very excited to get back into the swing of things, despite my health right now, as you can probably tell. And I think that's it. You can follow me on Twitter at 3 Eye for podcast updates. And you can just check out my website. You know, I think I'm going to just skip the day quill and just go straight to night quill. All right, guys, I'm going to go die. Bye.